0: And I appreciate it so much man. Thank you. Well, uh welcome everybody to Nothing is ob Golf Podcast, uh it's a late night edition. I'm here with one of my good buddies, Richie Rubio. Uh he's the first assistant golf professional at San Antonio Country Club. Uh he does a lot of great things in the game of golf and especially with junior golfers. Uh thank you for joining the show, Richie.
1: No, yeah, thank you Andy. I appreciate the invite, man. This is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been seeing,
0: man, you know what, uh, I, I I follow a lot of people or I, influencers in golf, and I, I put you in that category as an influencer because you, you're always super positive, super positive, uh, you know, talking about your students, talking about the tournaments and uh, all the things that you have going on at the country club, and I'm like, I said, you know what, man, I said, I got to connect with this guy. I said, because I said, so many people put so much negative crap out there, and I said, and
1: yeah, for sure. He
0: always throws out a lot of positive vibes, man. And you always, you always say those questions or you, you make me ponder some things and I'm like, said, so damn, you know what I said? I need to get this dude on the show.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it, dude. You know, uh, you know, I think about it nowadays, you know, there's a lot of negativity out there in the world and, uh, you know, we're definitely playing the hardest sport, uh, that God created. So, uh, you know, if I can shine a little light, just like you do, man, then we're all doing good stuff, you know? I got to do my part to uh, to be able to give back, and we're all good, man. So just living the dream and uh, super, uh, super blessed to be able to do what I do and, you know, super thankful, man. So it's all good stuff, dude. Living the dream.
0: Well, shoot, man. You added a really exclusive country club, man, here in, in, here in town in Course. Uh, I, I'm one of the people that – I'm I'm on the outside, you know, I'm on, I'm on the street where they, where people park their cars on the side of the, the fence. That's, that's normally where I'm at. I'm on that side. And so yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping real soon to get out there to your course. Cause I've been out there for the U- UTSA women's, uh, invitational yeah. tournament and the course looks man. The course looks freaking tough, dude. It looks real tough.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. You know, uh, the country club here, um, you know, I've lived here now for uh, for about 14 years, uh, graduated high school there in, in Schertz Cibolo. And in all honesty, I didn't even know that this golf course was here. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, I like to say it's like a hidden gem here of San Antonio. I mean, the golf course is awesome. Um, you know, we got a, a new superintendent about uh, two and a half years ago. And I mean, he's really, really got this golf course in just really great shape. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those golf courses that the uh, the golf course itself, you know, the fairways and the tee boxes, I mean, you can kind of blast it wherever you want to, but the greens, I mean, man, dude, the greens are just smooth, they're firm, and man, they're getting fast right now. So, I mean, golf course is really looking good, and, uh, you know, you got to witness that during that UTSA women's event, so that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it does look, it looks really tight. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story, I can't remember what hole it was, but... Um, it's um, uh, I, I can't remember which hole it was. I think it was as you come back to the clubhouse. It's that yeah. hole. It's the hole right there. I think it's a par five, if I'm not mistaken, or or maybe a par four. Uh, it's uh right as the walkway, and I think the tennis courts, or maybe the other tee boxes, right where they they tee off, and they have the scoreboard and everything right there. It's that hole. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the players, I think she was from Texas State. She had a B. A B was like just. Freaking like chasing her. And she's over there with her towel and stuff. And trying to I'm swipe out, it away. Yeah. And I'm out there with my daughter. And my daughter's like, What's going on over there? And I said, I think a bee's messing with her. And then you know it, she, you know, she goes away, you know, it goes away, whatever. And I say maybe like two minutes later, she's, you know, she's over there over and addressing her ball and she's just freaking out. I say for like a good five minutes. And yeah. you know. Uh, and the people there just stop and they're just like watching her, you know, and, like <laughs> I felt bad for her because I know she had bogeyed the previous hole. And I said, poor girl, I said, she's coming off of a bogey. She's trying to address her damn ball. And this damn bee will just <laughs> not let her and everybody's yeah. just watching her, you know?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of great holes out here. And, and, uh, you know, this golf course itself, the property is such is uh, you know, the piece of property that we have it is so condensed. I mean, you can really see a lot of different things just by um, you know sitting at the clubhouse itself. You know, maybe you're having a drink, you know, on the uh, on the terrace lawn there. But uh, lots of good views here and uh, lots of good stories for sure, Andy. Now, I, I saw
0: that you had spent some time in River Bend. I guess is that like in the Houston area? Is that yeah. um, the Houston area? So, so tell us, uh, how did you get to Houston from Shirts and then back over here to San Antonio?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, you know, once I graduated high school, I uh, graduated there from Clemens High School in 2012. So uh seems like it's not that long ago, but man, you know, 2020, you know, I'm feeling a little old there. So um <laughs> but you know, w- once I graduated high school, I really wanted to get into the golf business and um I was working originally at Sonterra Country Club and I was also uh I ended up moving over to Lock and Terra, uh Hill Country Resort and um You know, I ended up having my swing coach over there, Mike Vardaman. He's a great teacher. And um, I really wanted to get involved into the private club business. And so that was kind of a a goal of mine to, uh, you know, get involved in the private club industry. And I kind of felt like there was an opportunity to build some of those, you know, relationships a little bit better. And so the private club uh, industry over in Houston, I mean, it's just super crazy. You know, for every, you know, public golf course in Houston, you got at least three private clubs, you know, and and it's a little bit different than San Antonio, you know, here for every, you know, one public, um, you know, golf course, you know, you don't really have that many private clubs here in San Antonio. So, you know, it's definitely a little bit of a different ratio. And um, the the foundation that I work for, uh, Southern Texas PGA, you know, they're based out of Houston. And so there's just a lot of really, really you know, really good quality professionals that are over there that are, um, you know, in the golf business. And, uh, you know, I thought it would be good for me to get over there, man. So I uh, I ended up working over there at River Bend Country Club. Uh, it's right there in Sugarland, you know, Southwest Houston. Yeah. And um, I just really enjoyed Houston. You know, it, it's definitely a bigger city life. You know, I'm from Los Angeles originally. And so it kind of felt a little homey to me, you know, kind of big city, you know, lots of people and uh you know traffic sucks for sure out there in the you know <laughs> I hate the drive, man i hate Houston, dude uh, man <laughs> yeah no for sure you know the, the drive to houston is definitely boring um but you know j- just golf wise you know there's just a lot of quality golf courses up there you know up in the woodlands you know downtown houston country club i mean river oaks lakeside i mean there's just a ton of really quality private clubs so um i definitely wanted to to try and get my feet wet over there so that's what i did
0: Have you heard of the country club or the golf club? I guess, is it Blackhawk? Is that?
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, so Blackhawk is a, is a private club that's out in Richmond. And uh, that's kind of like on the West side, kind of where, uh, where I lived. And so, I mean, Blackhawk's a great track. I mean, that golf course is, you know, immaculate. Greens are always good. Golf course conditions are always awesome.
0: Yeah. See, I'm going to be there in November. One of the guys I just recently played with, uh, played at the quarry on Sunday, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, because I just, I teach and coach. And so I coach, I'm in football season right now. And like, why nice. totally we had to make it so late because we had a late practice and I had to scout a game. And so, uh, you know, I'm telling him, I said, well, I said, after football season, you know, with the COVID and all this stuff going on, we only have like a short, we're just going through October in our games. And so yeah. I'm like, Hey, this is freaking perfect. I get a little break before basketball season. I'm making my way to Houston in November to finally play out there. And Good. he goes, Oh yeah, man. He goes, you know what? I'm going to take you to Black Hawk. I'll get you out of Black Hawk. And I guess uh Carlton Ritz is that one? Does that does that sound right? I know that's like a hotel or something or something um, it's a, they got Carlton
1: Woods. There you go. Um, that's what yeah, you, yeah. you told me. Yeah. Carlton? Yeah. Yeah. That's a North, that's in North Houston and you'll really like it up there. You know, you better bring your A game getting off the tee box, man. Cause there's a lot of trees out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm still waiting to find my A game. My A game somewhere. It's, it's, it's somewhere back here in these clubs. I don't know. It's, yeah. but I'm looking forward to going out there to Houston. And uh, what would you say is the biggest difference with the courses, the quality of courses there in Houston, as opposed to San Antonio?
1: You know, I definitely think over there in Houston, you know, you definitely got the humidity factor and um you know we all know that it takes a little bit of uh, tender loving care but it also takes a little bit of rain to make golf courses in good shape so um you know i think that's a big difference over there when i first moved over to houston um i ended up moving in august which is like the the most humid month out of the entire year so bad idea but um you know the golf courses over there they just get quite a bit of rain you know consistently every single day you know it might only be for 20 minutes but um, you know, that keeps things real lush and keeps things in good shape. And, um, I mean, Houston's just filled with a lot of really good superintendents out there. So, um, you know, golf courses stay really good over there. So I think that's, that's kind of the big difference. The weather, the weather is, makes a big difference.
0: Well, I got some comments. Uh, some people are commenting right now. Uh, somebody asked, is this an old school country club, like colonial country club up in Fort Worth? I I think if I'm not mistaken, um, San Antonio country club. I think it was started in 1904, right? I guess something along that nature. And so I guess it is a pretty old, pretty old club.
1: No. Yeah. So, uh, we've got a lot of rich history here. You know, I will say, you know, as far as San Antonio country club, I mean, we're really on the, uh, golf wise is a little bit on the back burner. Um, this is a very social club. So there's you know, before COVID had hit, you know, there's a lot of social parties, there's a lot of business meetings, Um, you know, so it's a little bit different indoors now. Um, But you know, with COVID hitting back in March, I mean, outdoor activities out here are just booming. I mean, I was talking to our, uh, our tennis director, Dennis Reblin. he's been here for, I think he said 49 years. 49 years, man. That's a long time there. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, those guys have recorded more lessons in the last six months that they have ever within a year timeframe, you know? So, you know, outdoor sports here, you know, are definitely picking up, but you know, as far as kind of the old school, uh, type vibe, as far as those country clubs, I mean, for sure, man, for sure. You know, And, and I think that's what makes this club real special. I mean, there's a lot of history that's here, and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of great people have come here, Fort Sam is, uh, right down the street. So, you know, we've had a, a lot of, uh, a lot of gentlemen from the military and, um, a lot of ladies from the military that, you know, have made a huge impact, whether it's socializing, whether it's tennis, whether it's football or not football, but golf. But, you know, we've just had a lot of people that have been able to come by here and experience, you know, how special this place really can be. So definitely a cool place.
0: Well, you mentioned some top-notch courses. Starting your starting your uh your uh, you know your golf uh being in the golf industry at yeah. at Sontera and then working at Lock and Terra. I'm like, damn, dude. I mean, you've been at some freaking some freaking gems, dude. Um, yeah. What, I guess what what really turn you on more to that private, that, you know, that private golf course lifestyle as opposed to maybe like a Muni or maybe even like a Silverhorn. even though I know Silverhorn back in the day used to be a, a private, you know, a private course. Yeah. Uh, so why, why the more the private sector?
1: You know what, what I really enjoyed actually, when I first started working, um, you know, I think I dug pretty deep into the golf business, um, at the hotel there at Lock and Terra Hill Country Resort. And, um, what I really enjoyed about the golf business there in the beginning was seeing different people and really putting on a show for the people, you know, different tournaments, different business outings, different charity events, um, you know, our, uh, our clinics out there, whether they were male or female or juniors, we were always seeing different people, um, which was really good there in the beginning. But, you know, I really wanted to focus on just building relationships, you know, in, in the private club industry, you know, you definitely get to see the same people. Um, you know, quite a few times throughout the week. And so, you know, that's what made it special for me. And, you know, just like you said, kind of having that positive influence or, um, you know, being able to impact those around you, it's a little bit easier when you see the same people all the time, you know? So that, that's why I wanted to to get into the private club business was to, to really build relationships. So big key for me.
0: Well, I think you're doing that just from following you on social media and uh, just, you know, doing a little bit of research on you and kind of backtracking and checking friends, checking mutuals and seeing comments and stuff. You know, a a lot of people have a lot of positive things to say about you and looking at, you know, some of uh, from some of your members, I guess you recently took a trip back to Houston. Right. I guess. Yeah. uh, Pretty recent. And a lot of people, you know, they miss you over there and they're happy, you know, the things that you're doing. And so. I know that you're doing some positive things in this game of golf, but I want to know how did you, what really sparked your interest just in getting started in the game before you became in the golf industry?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I started off like, uh, you know, any any boy would as far as in the game. You know, my dad taught me um, at a very young age. Um, you know, I'm 26 now, and I've been playing, I mean, for at least 22 or 23 years. So, you know, I think I started holding golf clubs and and swinging at wiffle balls before I could start walking. So, um, you know, I got involved in golf at a really young age. And, you know, I was one of the lucky ones who had maybe some early success and, um, you know, just some kind of natural talent. And I just kind of rode the wave. And, um, you know, for me, it was really important to be able to show people that golf really can be enjoyable. It can be fun. Um, It doesn't matter if you're a a scratch golfer or a a 30 handicap, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of everything that we can all enjoy in the game of golf. And whether that's the views, whether that's the socializing part, you know, whether that's overcoming some of the challenges. Um, But I definitely think no matter who you are and what your background is, I mean, I've met all kinds of people, you know, picking up a golf club, you know, I've, I've met, you know, those weekend warriors who go out and you know, have fun shooting a hundred. And I've also been, <laughs> I've also had the, uh, I've had the pleasure to, you know, play with some really good, um, you know, professional golfers. So, um, you know, it, it's just a, it's a really good game that really brings anybody and everybody together. So, you know, that's how, uh, that's how I got started. And uh, my dad was, uh, you know, a, a great golfer himself and he played really well. And, um, you know, he was more of the weekend warrior type, you know, not going out there to compete, or uh, you know, go out there to put his skills to the test, but you know, socialize with his buddies, you know, get away from the house, get away from the chores, and uh, you know, just relax and, and hang out and enjoy the views, dude.
0: Now uh, you said you've played with several professionals. Who's probably the best professional you've you've played with or seen up close and personal?
1: The best player that I've had the pleasure to play with is uh, Ryan Palmer. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, pretty neat little background is uh, is Ryan. Um, I actually met him at Colonial, uh, since you were speaking about Colonial, kind of <laughs> a funny story there. And um, I, was, uh, I was a sophomore in high school, and um, I had the pleasure to play with him. And, um, you know, it was just an unbelievable opportunity to watch this guy navigate around the golf course. I mean, he doesn't hit it very long, but, man, he hits it extremely straight, he chips and putts really well, and um, I mean, it was just a great opportunity to, to kind of be surrounded by him and and to be able to play a full 18 holes with that guy. I've been able to uh, hit golf balls, um, you know, on the driving range with a couple other professionals, but, you know, to sit back and enjoy, you know, four hours of golf and and hang out and chit-chat and, you know, just kind of watch a guy, you know, a professional like Ryan navigate through the golf course. I mean, that was that was definitely an experience I'll never forget.
0: Now your your many years in the golf industry. What would you say is probably one of your uh, best successes or one of the things you're the most proud of?
1: Um, I oh know that's a tough one, dude. There's a lot of successes there, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, or just one just one that, that maybe stands out a little bit more, more than the yeah. others or one memory yeah. or one story that, uh, you just like, man, uh, you know, you're super proud of yourself. for. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. So, um, you know, I, I think if I had to, you know, kind of sit back and give myself a, a pat on the back there, you know, I think I have really had a, a big drive in junior golf itself. You know, you had mentioned a little earlier that, um, you know, I traveled back to Houston and I got to see some of my members um, out there at Riverbend. And, you know, for me, it was, it was one of those things that I got to sit back and there's a junior golfer um, that I met about six or seven years ago. She was actually my very first junior golf lesson. Um, as a professional there at, at Riverbend Country Club and um, you know I got to see her again and I mean she's just growing up she's super tall man she's just as tall as I am and I mean she is just playing really really well and uh, you know me and her we've got quite a few memories as far as you know drive chip and putt contests you know I remember being there for her, her for her first STPGA event you know teeing up as a junior golfer and, um, I mean, she's just a, a really, really good success story for me. And, um, you know, even to this day, seven years down the road, um, you know, her and I still talk and hang out and she was actually the first, first person that I saw when I went to Houston. So it was, it was really fun to kind of catch up with her and, um, you know, she's, she's going to do great things, really good things for sure.
0: What, what is one of the, the times or the, the moments, uh, in your coaching career so far that you wish you could maybe have back? You wish you can maybe say, "Man, I wish I could have done this differently," because as a teacher yeah. and a coach, uh, you know you always kind of second guess yourself, maybe even yeah. before an event or before a round or something, and then you wish you you would have done something a little bit differently. Do you have any of those moments or uh, key time? Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. You know, and uh, you know, just like you said right there, you know, there's always that opportunity as coaches. You know, we look back and you know, should we have been as strict as we were? Should we have pushed them over the limit? Um, You know, should I have, you know, kind of set them straight a little bit better, you know, as far as, you know, sometimes youngsters can, you know, have a little bit of an attitude and, you know, think that they, you know, that they know it all, right? And so, um, you know, for me, I definitely think that, um, you know, one thing that I, that I don't regret is, I think nowadays as a, as a coach and, you know, whether you're in football or volleyball or baseball or, you know, whatever sport that you're in, you know, I definitely feel like you can never be too tough on your students. You know what I'm saying? Like tough love definitely goes a long ways. And, um, you know, I've, I've definitely had a couple of times, man, where, you know, I felt like I've been a little tough on my kids, you know, as far as, you know, expecting a lot from them. Um, but you know what, man, I've, I've had some really good coaches when I was a youngster and, you know, I, I look back on it now and, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, people pushed me a little bit to, you know, to be something great, you know, because I, I don't feel like there's enough of that anymore for sure.
0: Well, one, one thing uh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with the, you know, your view and your vision. Uh, Like I love, to, I love to get pushed. I'm, you know, I see oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're not, a, you're not a big dude. I'm, I'm a little short, stocky guy you know, <laughs> and, uh, I tell my kids constantly. I said, "Guys, I've been this height." Or guys and girls, I said, "I've been this height since middle school." I said, "So you know what? I was always the one picked last." I said, "I was picked oh, last dude, for sure you know, <laughs> I said, So, uh, especially in the game of golf, you know, like people see me and they're like, "Oh, this, oh man, this little Mexican, he can't do crap," you know. And I'm like,
1: "Man, yeah. you know," I said, "Hey, I I gotta like try to show him show him up," you know. I gotta show yeah, up. Yeah, dude, you got to, man. Hey, you know what? You know what, man? Someone told me a long time ago, man. Great things come in small packages, dude. You know, so we might be the last guy that's picked, but I guarantee you, I'm gonna knock it out of the park. I'm gonna hit it close to the pin, and you know, I'll do my best to, it. I'll drive you, man. I'll put all 135 <laughs> pounds on you into that golf ball, dude.
0: <laughs> I know what you mean, and so, sure. and so, and so one of the things that as as a coach, uh, I always give my kids a quote before every practice, like just for them, yeah. to just to kind of, hey, think of it, ponder it. How does it, how does it work in your life, right? And yeah. one quote I gave yesterday to my kids, and and going to the sentiment and being hard on your kids, uh, every it, it was I think from Nick Saban. It says, "Average players want to be left alone. Good players want to be coached. Great yeah, players, sure. great players want to be told the truth." And so you know, and I told my guys that I said, "Look, guys," I said, "I told myself as a coach, I've been doing this for 15 years. I said, uh, I said I want to be the coach that's truthful to you." I said, if you had a good day, I'm gonna say you had a good day. If you had a sorry practice, I'm gonna say you sucked. But I'm oh, gonna yeah. also, but I'm also gonna tell you how you sucked and how you could better yourself. Get not better. You. Yeah, you know. And so, I, I love that about about being able to to work with to work with young kids because I feel like you can still manipulate uh, manipulate them for the better, you know, for the better. And so. Uh, I'm sure sure. I'm I'm sure uh, in your in your line of work or recently, I guess you hosted like a big junior event. Right. I guess one of the junior events you hosted at your course. Yeah. Uh, And of of all these junior events and even some of the I guess you said you worked for the Southern Texas. uh, PGA. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Southern Southern Texas Texas, PGA. PGA. Yep.
0: Uh, What would you say was one of maybe like the most shining moments that you saw in any of those events that you hosted?
1: Um, you know, I, I, we had the pleasure to, uh, to host our pro junior, um, here on property and, um, you know, we had juniors come from Houston. We had juniors come from Laredo, McAllen, Corpus Christi, Austin, and, um, we had probably about, I'm going to say 60 juniors and they teed up with their golf coaches. And so, um, you know, that was just a, a real good opportunity because, I mean, you had a really, really good audience of quality golfers that cared about being there, that cared about scoring well, that cared about being able to keep up with, you know, some of the other kids. And, um, you know, I definitely think that was a huge pleasure for me. And, you know, as usual, you know, we did, you know, we did a first class event here. We kind of pulled out, um, you know, we kind of pulled out all the tricks up of up our sleeve as far as, you know, hosting a good event for our kids, because, you know, those kids, they really do deserve, you know, uh, a, a great time and be rewarded for their hard work, because, you know, we're all trying to conquer the hardest game here. And it's so easy to be hard on ourselves, just like we are now as adults. And, you know, I think as a kid, you definitely see it, you know, a little bit more because you got your mom and dad on you, you got yourself, you got your golf coach, you got your friends, and everyone can just kind of be down on you a little bit. And so, uh, you know, we we really did pull out all the, uh, all the stops as far as, you know, hosting a really first class event for a lot of those quality junior golfers here in Southern Texas. So that, that was a good time for us.
0: Out of all your years in the golf industry, what is probably one of the craziest things that you've seen through your time? And remember, you don't have to say the name (laughs) name of the facility (laughs) you worked at, even though this is, nothing is OB. But, I I I, mean, what, what have you seen that has maybe like, would maybe surprise some of us?
1: You know, I will say probably as far as, you know, big surprise, you know, eyes wide open type deal. Man, beverage cart girls, I mean, they're just <laughs> tough, man. They are just <laughs> tough. You know, I definitely enjoy having the beverage cart girl around, right? Whether you're a, a worker, whether you're a player, you know, everybody loves seeing the beverage cart girl. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, Everyone oh, loves yeah. it, you know? Everyone's, she, got a,
0: everyone's got a shot with her, too. Everyone's got yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. No, you're, you're exactly right. But man, dude, just trying to keep an eye on beverage car girls is just like super tough, dude. Whether it's, you know, not coming into work, whether it's drinking on the job, whether it's, you know, mingling with people that they shouldn't be mingling with. I mean, dude, it's just, I mean, beverage car girls, dude, they are our saving grace, but our worst nightmare all at the same time, bro. For sure.
0: For but, sure. You know, uh, hopefully one of my buddies is listening, uh, we had we had a girl that was uh, one time we're at, it's me and two of my buddies we're at uh, golf club of Texas. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're Good there. Track. We're there. It's a tough track. It can be tough. Yeah. And, uh, we're there, and he's falling in love with like the cart <laughs> girl. We're like, dude, like chill out. I've heard that a couple times, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and when we go inside, and now she's working on the other side of the bar, right? I guess because her shift was over, and so yeah. now she's finishing up as a bartender. Well, these two guys come in and they're military, and they start being really rude with her, right? Well, my buddy starts throwing f bombs. Hey, forget this dude, forget this guy. I got your back, whatever. And me and my buddy are just like, oh, we're just like, dude, what is your deal? Like, like, like. Leave I mean, it alone, dude. Yeah, leave like it <laughs> leave it alone, man. I was like, you're fighting over a girl that's not even yours. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, like we're just. And then he's like, you know what? Fine. He wanted to fight us because we wouldn't get our back. We wouldn't get his yeah. back. And we're like, dude, we're all 40. Well, I mean, I'm 40-something. My other buddy's 40-something. My other buddy's in his 30s. And so we're yeah. like, dude, come on, man. We got wife. We got kids. Like, you're fighting over something that ain't even yours. Like, yeah. And so, you know, hey, that girl did her job really well that day. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, man. Yeah, like I said, man, they could be our, our saving grace or our worst nightmare, man. One or the other, dude. It's either... It's either one or the other, dude, but for sure. Definitely oh, the angels of the golf course, bro. They,
0: they are. They are. They're Hells Angels. They can be Hells Angels too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, yeah, I, sure. I just remember you said La Quintera, I mean, you said uh, Santera. We yeah. had a tournament there, I say, two years ago, and we played uh, – which is the course that's located by Blanco? Is that the north – is that the story?
1: uh so the north course is right next to the clubhouse, and then you got the south course that's on okay. the far side. Okay, the yep. south
0: course, right? The south course is over there by 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 Blanco and 1604, right? Or, yeah, yeah, okay. So we're playing on that course, and I and I'm just like, it was a hot freaking day. We're playing in like a two-man uh championship event, and you know it. I'm looking forward to seeing the club, the, the cart, the cart girl. Well, it comes up, it's a cart lady, it's like a cart grandma, and I'm just like <laughs> You know, all the guys, because even the guys earlier, like the, the older guys there said, hey, have you seen the cart girl? Have you seen the cart girl? I said, man, she's smoking. And I'm over here like. I'm really can't looking, wait. I can't, can't wait. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And I'm like, she was a cart grandma. And I'm just like, damn. Like, it, I mean, she's probably getting well taken care of from some of these <laughs> old guys, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, man, you know what I've learned, you know, at a private facility is that everybody needs a little loving, whether you're youngsters <laughs> or you're. <laughs> for your older guys you know every, everyone needs something to look at right
0: well i have i have a, a question on here somebody asked uh, did did you get to play uh, star hollow while you were in fort worth uh
1: have not had an opportunity to chance that place unfortunately but i did hear some really good stuff about um you know star hollow up there in fort worth really good track um but no haven't had the pleasure to play up there yet well, see, I just started
0: using this new streaming service and it's freaking awesome. And so, like, I'm getting these questions and I'm like, great questions, feedback. Yes. I'm, so I said, you know what? I'm going to address them all, you know?
1: Yeah. Dude, let's hit it, man. Questionnaires. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Favorite golf movie? Favorite golf movie. Um, I'm a big guy in the caddy shack just like anybody else. But I will say, um, you know, Roger Dangerfield or Rodney Dangerfield, I'm sorry, you know, when he played Al Cervix. I mean, dude, oh, yeah. that dude, that, that that's my spirit animal right there, dude. I mean, I mean, dude, he's got he's got the tunes, he's got the beer on tap out of his oh, golf yeah. bag. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, that's my boy right there. Really good, yeah. Love Caddyshack, everybody does.
0: One of my favorite lines is he tells uh some, one of the ladies at the dance, "You want to earn thirteen dollars the hard way?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. You understand how many times I've used that line, and people are like, "Man, you're good." And in my mind, yeah. I said, no, Rodney Dangerfield's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, everybody loves Caddyshack, though, man. doesn't matter how many times you watch it, there's always a good laugh in that one, so that's good.
0: Now, I saw you recently did, I guess, a, a testing, right? Uh driver testing or club testing for Titleist. Yeah. Uh, yep. How did that experience go?
1: You know, um, it, it was a really good experience. Um, you know, I've had the pleasure to be on staff now with Titleist for the last five years, um, you know, and... What I really enjoy about, you know, being on staff with Titleist is that they don't release product uh, very often. Um, You know, they're always on a two-year cycle as far as wedges and irons go. And then they're on the opposite two-year cycle for fairway metals and drivers. You know, it's a little bit of a different company compared to, you know, maybe some of these other brands that are releasing something, you know, whether it's every February right after the PGA show or, uh, you know, entering in, you know, to golf season, you know, August or September. So, um, I did have the pleasure to go out to Briggs, um, actually last week, hopefully my driver gets here pretty soon. Um, but you know, the, they're always, they're always striving to make small improvements. Um, you know, instead of releasing something every single year and trying to outdo their competitors, um, and things like that. So, uh, a really fun experience. And I mean, those guys at Titleist, I mean, they're always first class. So shout out to, uh, to Jason Barber and uh, Jordan over here, our new reps here in San Antonio. So all good stuff.
0: Man, I, 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 I had the privilege of, of using uh, the TS3 and you know yeah. what? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Ben Carriker, uh here in yep. town, right? Yeah. Uh, that's my man. I go to him like for everything, right? Cause he's, he's a straight shooter, tells me exactly what I need to hear. And he's like, Hey, you know what, I can go there and hit some $350 shafts. And, you know, <laughs> he doesn't tell me anything about it until I come back to it. I say, you know what, I want this one. And he said, just giving you a heads up, it's 350 bucks." Yeah. yeah. You know what- By
1: the way, that's an upgraded <laughs> shaft right
0: there. <laughs> I was like, I said, you know what, uh, I'll stick with this hazardous smoke. I'm pretty good with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, dude. And, you know, that that's the crazy thing about golf too, man. I mean, I'm 26 now. And, I mean, I remember being a youngster at 10, 11, 12 years old. And getting a new driver, and it was two ninety nine. You know, <laughs> that, nowadays you go and buy a new driver, and it's four ninety nine, or even more expensive than that. You know, you start, you know, tapping into some upgraded shafts, and I mean, you could walk out of the door, and your driver is, you know, a thousand bucks. You know, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy.
0: Well, I just got the Maver- I just got the Maverick head for two fifty, and I looked. I thought that was like a freaking good deal. And so, oh, I yeah. over, so I went over to Ben's uh, to to get some to get. get a shaft put on it because he did that with my epic as well and he he tells me he's got these four shafts he said hey are you gonna hit here if you hit at the range here you know what i'll let you take them and try them out because they all have the callaway tips i said sweet he said because this this is for uh i don't know her last name but her name's cameron she's one of the top players at utsa okay yeah and uh i hit those shafts and i was like man these are freaking awesome i brought them back to him he goes and he tells me, he said, "Yeah, these range between anywhere between three to five hundred bucks." And I'm just like, uh, "Can you point me to the section that's like anywhere from yeah, like yeah, yeah. fifty bucks?" You know? <laughs> and then, and then I go there the other day, and he's like, "Hey, I know you're looking at shafts. Try this one out." And I'm like, "Okay." Well, as soon as he gives it to me, I take it outside, I drop it on the freaking sidewalk, and dude. I'm like, right. And I bring right, it, yeah, ring it up, man, yeah. ring it up, ring it up. I, I bring sure. it back, I bring it back into him, and he tells me it's like a five hundred dollars shaft, and I'm just like this. I'm so, I don't even know why, why, why are you giving those? Yeah, things? I'm just gonna go
1: hop in my car and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, I
0: am out of here, man. Well, yeah. you know, it, long story short, is that my buddy uh, had lost one of my Yeti cups. He says, hey, I have this hazardous smoke shaft for you. Check it out. And it was, it's, it's stiff, extra stiff. It's worked out perfectly. I'm piping it right down the center. I feel comfortable, I feel good. I say, you know what, I'm gonna stick with this. I ain't gonna spin an arm and a leg. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, take from the kid, the girl, my daughter's trust fund, just to play a damn driver. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I was telling you, um, I was there at Ben's place, and he had a, one of those uh, TS3s. I took, yep. it, I took it right to where he has his little hitting mat. I hit it really nice off there, right? Well, I go and take it to the range and take it to the course. I do totally not totally different story, that, bro. Totally different story. Totally so different said, story, bro. And so I said, luckily enough, I was able to sell it. Make about twenty bucks, you know. Yeah. Back and so I was like, you know what? I said these right now. This this TS three these Titleists aren't aren't for me, you know. So yeah. Uh, how did you how do you get on with them? Is that who you're on through your course or through your club or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, um, whether you're at you know a public facility or at a private facility, um, you know the these golf brands are always looking for an ambassador, right? Someone to kind of promote the product connect with the members, connect with the public, you know, in whatever fashion that you want to go. Um, But yeah, it's just all done through work and um, you know, we try our best to really put that specific product into the members hands. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, especially in the private club industry, you know, we're not here necessarily to really sell you something. You know, I definitely want to be able to put your mind at ease. You know, I don't want you to go and hit it on the driving range and spend $500 on a new shaft. And then just like you experience going out onto the golf course. And I mean, it's a totally different story, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, working for Titleist or, you know, working for Callaway or working for Ping, whatever brand, um, you know, that you're an ambassador for, yeah, everything's just done through work and, um, you know, they, they really rely on you to be knowledgeable in the product, um, to be a professional in the product and, you know, to be able to share that knowledge and the experience of their brand, you know, share with your members, you know, so.
0: Well, you, well, we're talking about Titleist and I noticed, uh, uh, I, one thing I, I commented one thing on your style, of of you know, whatever you were wearing that day, you said, Hey, my style, my style's like, what did you who did you say? Uh uh JT, right? You said Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin said, Thomas. Yeah, Justin yeah, Thomas yeah. said, I'm trying to go for that classic sharp Justin Thomas look, and I'm like, Yeah, dude, for Damn. sure. Yeah, I said you do got the Justin Thomas starter set, you know, you yeah, you, yeah.
1: hundred yeah. percent, dude. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I got the pleasure to uh not only work with Titleist, but I'm on staff with Foot Joy. That's kind of like their sister company as far as you know, being in the apparel business, you know, shirts and, you know, rain gear and pants and hats and whatever else. Um, but, you know, Justin Thomas, man, dude, it's a fly guy right there, dude. He's always dressed and looking good. And, you know, whether he's blasting into the woods or, you know, shooting a 65 on Sunday, I mean, he's always looking good. And, um, you know, his shoe game, his shoe game is definitely, uh, you know, top notch, dude, top notch for sure. Shoe game, shoe game's always fly.
0: Well shoot, man, you know, I'm more of the like I'm more on the sporty side. Like, so I rock a lot of Nike and stuff. I say, you know what, if Nike yeah. didn't didn't make their like athletic shoes or like their running shoes into golf shoes or golf spikes, I said, you know what? I'd probably be still wearing those old school foot joys that you get for twenty nine ninety nine at Academy. You know? <laughs> I, said, I said, you know what? I was like, Man, it doesn't cease to amaze me. Like those shoes are always there. I was like, those are the same damn shoes. A hundred percent,
1: dude. A hundred percent. You know, someone's gotta have that market, right? They do.
0: Now, in talking about style, what's your go-to Sunday Tiger outfit?
1: Sunday Tiger outfit, definitely, probably in the lead, for sure. You know, Tiger Woods, hopefully, is always in the lead coming down on Sunday. Um, You know, recently, I've been big into navy. You know, navy and brown, I just think those kind of uh, colors kind of complement each other. And, um, you know, one thing that you were saying as far as, like, kind of, like, old-school type vibes and, you know, like I keep going back to, you know, Justin Thomas issue game is definitely second to none. Um, you know, he's got the wing wingtip tip style shoes and, uh, you know, those are definitely old school, you know, you see those in Caddyshack, you know, you see some of those old school movies or, you know, pictures from, you know, the seventies and eighties and, uh, everyone's got that style of golf shoe. So definitely Navy and Brown. Um, and you know, the, the, the wing tip you know, style of golf shoes. I mean, those are definitely the uh the go to on Sunday for me if I'm in the lead.
0: Who are you playing your last round of golf with?
1: Last round of golf with. Um definitely gotta put my dad in the mix. You know, my dad uh, you know, really did a good job as far as kind of showing me the game and, you know, he was probably my my toughest coach and my toughest mentor as far as just having, you know, a lot of expectation for me. But Someone that I enjoy, which I know you're going to enjoy him too, kind of coming from the same ethnic background as I am, is, uh, is Gary player. You know, he's five foot six, you know, he weighs, you know, maybe 150 pounds and, you know, the black knight, he's always killing it out there. So, uh, my dad, Gary player, Gary player um, still does
0: a thousand sit-ups a day. He still does a dude, thousand sit-ups a day. Dude, that guy's
1: crazy, man. I mean, he, he's just, you know, old school type Hispanic always, you know, um, you know taking the aggressive line always um you know risking things you know living life on the edge and so i definitely got to have him in my foursome and uh you know i would love to have tiger woods there of course big inspiration for me
0: oh man you're telling me i'm i'm part of that that tiger effect you know i just i remember him walking, i remember him walking down 18th fairway on you know at the 97 masters wearing that big huge red sweater you know <laughs> yeah. and and i was saying i was just like i was like you know, he's not supposed to be there. Like, like yeah, that's like, exactly right. He's, he's not an old white guy. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old white exactly guy. Like, right, man. I was like, even though he's not really like the blackest of black dudes, but I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. You brought you brought just enough, the right amount of color, you know, to the yeah, game yeah,
1: no, dude, for sure. And I mean, you know, you take a look at Tiger Woods, and you know, we can all kind of you know sit here and voice our opinions on you know what kind of person he is and whatever else, but. I think right now the game of golf, especially out on the PGA tour, that is a direct reflection from Tiger woods. You got Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, you got Bryson DeChambeau. You got a lot of these real young guns and it's all because they grew up watching tiger. Oh yeah. All these guys are, you know, in their late twenties, early thirties, those guys were watching tiger, you know, when they were playing in high school, playing in college, you know, and um, you know, whatever he does off the golf course, you know, that's him and, you know, whatever he wants to do. But as far as like influencing golfers to be something great, not just be good, but to be something great and to do something to separate themselves from the rest of the competition. I mean, that is a direct result of Tiger Woods for sure. percent, hundred percent.
0: I'm in total, I'm in total agreement right there. And, uh, It's nice to see him win the Masters. It was nice to see him win the Zozo. I just, I would just love to see him get that game back, you know, more sooner than later, you know. And, but uh, for him to come out every now and then, gosh, it it, it gets my blood boiling.
1: Well, dude, and you look at it now, I mean, Andy, let's be honest, dude. Whether he's tied for the lead or missed the cut, dude, everyone's talking about Tiger Woods. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You look on the golf channel, it's all Tiger Woods. You look at social media, it's all Tiger Woods. If Tiger Woods says that, hey, I'm going to go to that event, nobody else is being talked about except for Tiger Woods. Whether he makes the cut or misses the cut or even wins or doesn't win, everybody wants to see Tiger Woods play and everyone wants to see him do good, of course, but everybody definitely wants to see the legend, um, you know, in real life and in the flesh for sure.
0: Did you ever get to see him? Have you ever seen him play in real life?
1: I have not had the pleasure to see him in real life. Um, there have been a couple of tournaments that, uh, that I know he's definitely been playing in, you know, for one thing, he doesn't really come down to Texas, you know, um, he's actually played here at San Antonio country club back in 1993 in an AJGA event. Uh, Yeah. We've got a couple photos here, um, kind of in like our little hall of fame, um, area here at the country club. And he's right here on the par three, you know, a lot of the, a lot of golf courses in America, they don't start on a par three, which is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, Tiger Woods has been out here a couple of times, but unfortunately, I've never seen him in person. So still got uh still got the dream and hoping to see him soon.
0: I saw him at the Dell, uh, the 2019 Dell, and yeah. they're in Austin Country Club. Yep. Yeah. And man, it was just he's he, I, he I, draws I, crowds. Oh, bro. It's, it was wow. amazing! It was amazing. He had he had yeah. girls saying, "Tiger, suck on my titties, Tiger," <laughs> and I'm over here like. Tiger, do it, do yeah, it. Yeah, Tiger, Tiger, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit I it, dude. Got, Hit it. I, got, I got so close to like getting a word in with him. I got so close because, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, I live here in San Antonio and I took a day off from work. And so I'm just there all day, you know, in the media center on the course, uh, interviewed a little bit of uh, Jordan Spieth, uh Abraham Answer. And so uh, I was just, yeah, I mean, just some good dudes. And I got so close to him. He, he was right by, I guess, like the caddy, the caddy room or something. He was right there. And, and I kind of froze. I, I, I like I froze. Like, uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah,
0: uh. I froze. And next thing you know, whoop, he took off. And I said, damn, I said, I had my, you know, it's it's like, it, you know, either the, you defy the moment or the moment defies you, you know? And yeah, uh, my, and you got
1: defied right there, bro. <laughs> I, sure, I sure did.
0: But I said, man, it was, it, it was so awesome to see him because he was so dialed in in that tournament, even though like yeah. he missed that last putt that could have won or tied the match that he was playing against. I think he was playing like that guy, Beer Garden. And uh, I think, you know what? Hey, he's like, he didn't want to play anymore because what does he do the next week? He wins the masters, you know? And I think he was yeah. just like, Hey, my game is where it needs to be. I do not yeah. need any more golf, you know?
1: Yeah, and, for sure. uh,
0: yeah. and so in your position and your years of, of in the industry, um, what are some of the negative things that you've had to deal with being somebody of, uh, you know, a, a different color, a different shade than the majority yeah. of the people that have been, you know, that either you serve or that uh, maybe have been, you know, at your higher ups in your industry?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I really haven't experienced anything um, ethnicity wise um, you know, definitely, a lot of prominent, you know, country clubs, you know, you definitely have the white ethnicity, which is kind of, you know, that, that kind of takes over as far as your membership goes. Um, but I haven't any, I haven't experienced any negativity, you know, as far as that goes. Um, you know, one thing that I probably have experienced the most in is age, you know, I'm a youngster dude. And, um, you know, you, you, you start getting involved with, you know, a golf shop staff, that's maybe, you know, late thirties, early forties, you know, a lot of, you know, head golf professionals are, you know, in their late forties or early fifties. And, um, you know, whether that's dealing with my higher ups at, you know, a different age level, you know, cause some of my, some of my higher ups are double my age, right. you know? And, um, but, you know, one thing that I will say that's really tough as far as the age goes is managing staff, you know, not a lot of people like hearing, you know to be told what to do from a youngster that's you know maybe 3 or 4 or 5 or 10 years younger than they are you know so that's definitely that's something true. that yeah i mean i mean come on now if i were to tell you what to do on your job and i'm 26 and you know younger 40s right you know you're like what the hell is this guy talking about like you don't know nothing bro you're a youngster dude you you're fresh to the game you know what i'm saying
0: so i i feel you there but at the same time hey uh i've always prided myself that in order to be a good leader you got to be a good follower too and yeah, so, for I'm, sure, 100%. I'm, so I'm like, shoot, I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm ready to ride or die. You know, I'm all about the team, all about the family. Uh, I, yeah. I told you, I'm a little guy, man. I'm a role player, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm, I'm rah-rah. You can call me Patty Mills. I'll wave the towel around. You yeah, know? Dude, exactly.
1: Guy. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, that's really like the only, you know, negative thing that I've kind of experienced in my time, but you want to know what I say to back that is, you know, Hey, you put in some hard work, you put in some effort, and respect is earned. It's not given, you know? So I'm down to, I'm down to, you know, get my hands dirty and I'm down to, to help out in, in any fashion that I can. And, um, you know, I'm old school, dude. Earn the respect and, you know, respect will be given. So all good stuff right there, bro.
0: Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. That's, you know what? Uh, that's why I thought you were freaking perfect for this podcast, man. We got, <laughs> we got a lot I appreciate of ideologies, man. Now, yeah, sure, man. You, you talk about all that hard work. Uh, you got something big coming up here pretty soon. Why don't you, yeah, move, dude, uh, excited, you tell bro. the listeners about it?
1: Yeah, dude. So, um, I interviewed for a new job, so I'm gonna be uh, taking off here, man, in two weeks. Two weeks, dude. So, um, you know, things are counting down. I'm excited, and uh, so I'm gonna be heading to Key Largo. Uh, that's down in uh, the southern tip of Florida. It's about an hour south of Miami, and I'm gonna be going to Ocean Reef Club, and uh, that's another private facility. Uh, that's down there at the uh at the southern tip of Florida, and I mean, dude, this golf course is is crazy, man. There's three golf courses there. Um, you know, they've got their own private airport. They've got their own. Um, you know, everything that you can think of for a community to survive, they've got it, dude. They've got a grocery store. They got a police department. They got a hospital. They got a school there for kids. I mean, this area, Ocean Reef Club, I mean, is. Is just breathtaking, and so um, I went down, interviewed for the job back in uh, in January after I attended the PGA show. And um, you know, I didn't really know exactly if I was going to go down there with COVID. Um, you know, I didn't know if they were going to be hiring people. I didn't know if they were even going to be open. Um, you know, to operate. But um, you know, things uh, things kind of just came together, and so I accepted the job uh, back in July, just after my birthday. And, um, so I'm heading there in two weeks, dude. I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely outside my comfort zone though, dude. You know, getting outside of, uh, you know, getting outside of Texas, you know, I'm originally from California, so I'm even moving a little bit further away from home. But, um, you know, I got no ties here. Um, you know, no kids, no girlfriend, no nothing. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pack up my bags. I'm only going for six months. Um, so it's a, it's a seasonal position, um, down there in Florida, all the snowbirds come down. And, um, I mean, it's just straight up golf, strictly golf from November all the way through, uh, pretty much the end of April, you know, so let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope that hurricane season's over, bro. I'm, I'm not about that. Not well,
0: about that. well, you know what? Hurricane season starts in October, dude. It starts in oh, October dude. or September. Yeah. So so you're in, you're, you're in a deep, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that kind of like changed up the game plan a little bit. You know, I've kind of been, uh, you know, talking with the, uh, the director of golf out there, Mike Leon. Um, you know, I don't know if there's been any major damage or if the golf course is still open. So, you know, I've been touching base with those guys and I mean, they've got the, they gave me the green light. So, yeah, man, I'm packing up my stuff and I'm moving for six months. So I leave in two weeks, dude. I'm looking forward to it,
0: man, dude. I I wish you nothing but the best. I'm super pumped for you. I saw, uh, I saw when you posted the the facility and you posted like this awesome picture of, Oh, you know, the countdown or whatever. I was just like, uh, man, I'm super jelly, dude. I'm like, I'm like, damn, you know what? I have to be here with my beautiful wife and my beautiful kids and yeah, yeah and I gotta grind it. I said and, and Richie's gonna be on the this
1: damn on the beach, dude. Yeah, <laughs> clean living, baby. Hard work, man. But yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. And um, you know, a, a lot of people have been, you know, telling me, you know, Florida's kind of the uh the golf mecca for, you know, the United States. And so um I'm looking forward to getting down there, man. I mean the, the weather is gonna be good, hopefully. Um, you know, all the hurricanes will be gone and tropical storms and stuff. But I mean, the golf course is is you know first class. The facilities there are all first class, and uh, and the staff is really good, man. So I'm looking forward to uh, you know at least getting down there, enjoying myself a little bit. You know, maybe have uh, a couple a uh, couple drinks there on the beach. But definitely <laughs> looking forward to uh, soaking up some education for sure. Uh,
0: one of the last things uh, I know you've been in the private sector uh, in the golf industry for a long time. What would you say is probably uh, and don't and don't just say you know you know sax courses you know because you worked there. Uh, yeah. What is probably the you would say maybe uh, the best private golf course you've played at in the South Texas area, and then maybe one of the pub- best uh, public golf courses in the Senate, the South Texas area.
1: Um, definitely, as far as golf courses go, for me. Um, private wise, I'm a big fan of Lakeside, um, Lakeside's there in Houston. Um, it's always in good shape. It's got a really good layout. You know, I enjoy being on that facility there. Um, about two or three years ago, they ended up having a lot of flooding there in Houston. And so they've been kind of rebuilding from scratch, um, as far as maybe some of the amenities go and the clubhouse and stuff. Um, but that's really one of my favorite tracks there in Lakeside. Um, And public wise, I, you know, I haven't done a a bunch of public golf courses in Houston, but I will say one of my favorite golf courses here in the San Antonio area, or I guess the outskirts of San Antonio is the bandit, you know, the bandit out in New Braunfels, you know, shout out to the guys over at the Bandit. I mean, whether you play in the, in the dead heat of the summer, or you play freezing your ass off in the middle of the winter time, I mean, that golf course is awesome. I mean, the layout's awesome. The conditions are awesome. And uh, it's really a, a fun track for me. So I enjoy playing at the Bandit there in the New for sure. Yeah, that's
0: a tough track. And like you, like you stated, it doesn't matter at what time of year it is. That course yeah. is always kept in pristine shape. And and I, I do love courses that have, like, that name their holes, you know? Yeah. And I like this. I guess it's like Courage Pass. And yeah. then uh, I guess when it was like The Wall or something like that. And, you know, it, I think it's yep. 17. It's that part three right 17, before. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so, man, that's a good track, man. Good track. Yeah, well, no,
1: de- definitely a lot of good memories there. I love that golf course, dude. Well, Richie, uh, thanks again for being so much on the show,
0: man. Uh, I'm glad I finally got to have you on. Uh, yeah, dude, for sure. I-, I think you're doing some great things, man. I wish you nothing but the best, man. I wish you nothing but the best. Make sure you do everything over
1: there in Florida, right? Yeah, everything. I will. I will do everything, man, from A to Z. I'm going to live directly through you, bro. That's exactly what I'm going <laughs> to do, man.
0: All right, brother. Well, um, once again, thanks for being on Nothing is OB. If you wouldn't mind staying on just for a little bit, uh, you know, so we can, so I can close this out here real quick.
1: Yeah, dude, for sure, man. So uh, I appreciate it, Andy. It's always a good time, you know, getting the link up with you. And we definitely got to get on the golf course soon and and have a little bit of fun, bro. All right, man. Take care. Have a good one. All right, bro. All right, Andy. Thanks, bro. Have a good one.
0: Thank y'all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Right now, Richie is currently in his six-month duty out there at ocean reef club he's living it up for all of us like you heard now please make sure you check out my website www.nothingobgolf.com hit me up on any of my social medias nothing is ob also check out any of the audio formats i have spotify soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio. nothing is ob south texas golf podcast please subscribe rate comment leave a review It helps me grow the podcast. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is over.